Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Well, 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 hello, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And as usual, I realize I'm five minutes behind. I got to run up the stairs, get all the way to that top floor, climb all the way up to the tallest part of the tallest tower and the tallest section of the DDP Radio Megaplex, and I blast that connection line across the country into Canada, but for some reason it's not working. So I get on a car, and I speed up to the Canadian border. I get to the Canadian border, realize the snow. I don't have time for that. I send a carrier pigeon with a connection wire, which brings it on top, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, where my co-host, Crystal Stewart, grabs it, plugs it in, and here we are broadcasting live to the world, the one and only, my favorite co-host. Actually, I have all of my favorite co-hosts today because I've had an array of co-hosts, and I'm so lucky that I get to have a few of them here with me tonight. So the one, the only, Crystal Stewart, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's uh, bed life treating you? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I'm okay. I mean, I'm here. I, I feel better than I did, but I'm telling you, there is something to be said about being forced into bed rest and being a good patient. I'm not a good patient, and I know that now. Well, all we need is just a little patience. And that's a quote Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know I say this every single time, but it just seems like they were here yesterday. I can't believe how quickly the months and weeks are flying by. And we are so lucky to have a tradition here at GDPY um, where every quarter at the beginning of every season, we have a show uh, uh, dedicated to the health and uh, the, the seasonal trends of the moment uh, with two very, very uh, awesome specialists. They've done so many episodes of the show, of course, my former uh, co-host uh, Stacy Morris, and of course our probably more uh, recor- recurring guests of all time. Uh, I'm really excited to have them here. We always have these great, awesome conversations, and I know just talking off air for a minute, we got a few really awesome ones uh, today. So without any further ado, first things first, I'm going to bring on our uh, our once again and former co-host. Uh, loved having her back here with mm-hmm. us, Stacy Morris, StacyMorris.com. Uh, all of her amazing recipes and blogs and cookbooks. Uh, we're so lucky to have you as a resource here. Still coming back with us and joining us uh, every quarter on the show. Welcome back, Stacey. Thank you, Mike and Crystal. Good evening, and it's Good always evening. great to be back. Uh, well, it, it's awesome to have you. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to have Stacy introduce Nancy because she has so much going on and she has so much that I can't even possibly retain all the information of, of all the specialties and <laughs> all of her, her amazing services she offers. So I think if I deferred to mm-hmm. Stacy, you might do the intro uh, a little better and a little more justice than I could possibly give. Okay. My pleasure. Well, for those of you who maybe it's your first time hearing Nancy on the show, she's been the resident nutritionist on DDP radio for many moons now. Um, DDP discovered her while listening to another podcast and uh, said she'd be a great guest. So let's have her on. And then she was such a hit and so generous with her time that she's been coming back regularly ever since. Um, She's a nutritionist 
and functional medicine specialist who treats people all over the world um, by, you know, Zoom and, and telephone. She's based in, um, her office is in Greenwich, Connecticut. Her website is nancyguberti.com. That's G-U, B as in boy, E-R-T-I. She has a wonderful book that came out uh, almost two years ago, I think, called Healthy Living Every Day. And it's a daily guide that gives you both really sound nutritional information as well as encouragement along the path. And even though Nancy is one of the most clean and exemplary eaters I've ever met, she does not expect that of her. You know, she, she knows we're all where we are. And she's not a drill sergeant. She's extremely compassionate. And um, her book is just wonderful because it's a simple page a day. And it's a really good guidepost. And aside from that, she has a private practice. She has lots of info on social media and also a really great uh, membership program, which just kind of brings everything all together. You get monthly presentations and a phone call a month with Nancy, which is worth its weight in gold. So there are all kinds of options if you want to seek her out and, and get some of her wisdom and her recipes, um, and just she's she's a watchdog. This is what I love about her. She's a watchdog for the industry, whether it's the food industry, the, the supplement industry, and she knows how to dig and she knows how to get the truth. Uh, and it's not always sometimes what we want to hear, but I'd rather have the truth and be able to proceed from there. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Nancy, and we've we're kicking around topic ideas and with the shorter days now and daylight savings time right around the corner, we thought we'd address seasonal affective disorder and, you know, some of the, the symptoms. We all know the cause, is less daylight, less sunlight, but what, what can be done about it? Because there's nothing that we can do about <laughs> the shorter days. But Nancy, welcome back. And I, I would love to hear some of your, your latest findings and strategies on this problem, which you say really affects just about everybody to some degree, even if you live in Florida. It doesn't mean you're immune. So Exactly. Well, thank take it you, away. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. I was like, ooh, who's she talking about? And so thank you. <laughs> and it's always a pleasure to be on these quarterly calls. Um, You know, Stacey, this is such a great topic, especially now, because we don't want anyone to think that, oh, wow, is something wrong with me. We want them to understand what seasonal affective disorder is. And at least um, anywhere from a half a million to a million Americans suffer from this. So now Canadians are going to suffer from it as well with the change in the weather. So it really does affect more. And even there are changes even in Florida as well. So three out of four seasonal affective disorder sufferers are women. Um, and it does affect people from September to April. And the worst wow. times or the peak times usually is December, January, and February, especially if you live in a place where the sun isn't out as much. So um, Stacey and I really want everyone to know what the symptoms are and then natural strategies and remedies and we're going to talk about supplements that you can take lifestyle factors but food is a big one and that's where I highly recommend going to Stacey Morris's website because you know she has the recipes I'm not a recipe person you want to know what to put together you got to go to Stacey's site and and when even follow her on Instagram because so many times I see these pictures and I'm like oh my god that looks so good you know so that's really your go-to when you are thinking about, you know, what can I eat to help me with this? So let's get into this. So if you feel that your energy levels 
end motivation plummet once summer months are over, or you feel your best during springtime or when there are more daylight hours, then mm-hmm. you can actually be affected by seasonal affective disorder, a.k.a. sad. And it's really unclear what the exact causes are, but I, I may disagree with that, but scientifically they say that, but they seem to have links to a deficiency in vitamin D, which we know is the sunshine supplement, because your body doesn't produce enough vitamin D when there's a lack of natural sunlight. And that affects the brain. And then the brain, the hypothalamus part of the brain doesn't work correctly, and it disrupts your rhythm of sleep as well as production of melatonin and serotonin. So that's a lot to unpack, right? So melatonin is the hormone that makes you feel sleepy. And um, if you have too much of it, because your body will naturally start to produce more melatonin if there's not a lot of light because it's thinking, oh, well, this is when I should be sleeping. So now you're producing too much melatonin. You may feel lethargic and sluggish. But while it's producing too much of that, it's decreasing your serotonin. And your body produces serotonin in its gut. And serotonin is needed to feel positive, to have a good mood. And if we have too little serotonin, it leads to anxiety and depression. So if you have any of these symptoms, it could be seasonal affective disorder. It's feeling of low mood depression, helplessness. You can have weight gain due to overeating, lack of focus, concentration. You may be sleeping or napping more. You may have social withdrawal because you have a lack of the enjoyment in activities that you used to find pleasurable. You may feel fatigued and irritable. So knowing that, let's talk about what foods. Okay, and Stacey, I'm going to mention these foods, and I know that you and Chef Bill have some really great recipes for this as well. So the first one are lean proteins, right? Why are lean proteins good? Because it's a great source of energy, which you'll need to help combat the fatigue. I personally like um, turkeys. We'll talk about that later. It could be ground organic turkey. The second And this is where I was thinking about the recipe you shared with me the other day, omega-3 fatty acids. Remember, Stacey, you and I were talking about, oh, should you take a supplement? And I was like, well, if we could get it from the food, that's even better. And you mentioned that you have this amazing wild Alaskan salmon dish. So that would be something that gives you omega-3 fatty acids naturally, as well as flax seeds and walnuts. But you, there has been studies and research that show if you have omega-3 fatty acids that are higher, then you're less likely to experience depression. And you mentioned that you had this amazing recipe, right, for your salmon. Chef Bill, yeah, I can't take credit, but (laughs) he's got a great method, and I can can certainly um, get him to post something on that. Maybe an Instagram Live (laughs) or some type of story. So you want to mention that's the second food. The third food would be berries. And I would always mention to go with organic berries because if they're not organic, they are sprayed with glyphosate. And glyphosate is a toxin that destroys serotonin. It prevents the production of serotonin in your gut. And I mentioned earlier that serotonin increases your mood and it it makes you feel good. So when we're not having organic, if that food has glyphosate, our body can't produce serotonin and we could feel more depressed. But berries actually have... um, they're able to prevent the release of cortisol, which is the hormone that's produced when we're stressed, and it's linked to belly fat. Mm. So go for blueberries, 
um, strawberries, raspberries when you're feeling stressed. So it can actually help your adrenal system. And when you're under stress or when your one is depressed, the adrenal system is always involved. The next, the fourth tip would be limit your sugar intake. And I, I'm going I'm to mention two things in this talk that don't shoot the messenger. One is to limit your sugar intake. You should keep it to 21 grams daily because the sugar may give you a lift at first, but too much of it functionally changes your brain in a negative way and it slows down your processing and then you get a crash afterwards. So it's really a quick little feel good, but then it does more harm. The fifth tip is to have folic acid. Now you can, folic acid is important for your brain because it can also help stimulate serotonin production in the brain, which helps you feel good, right? You can find folic acid in leafy greens, organic oatmeal, um, and I know Stacey's a fan of oatmeal and she has recipes for that, sunflower seeds, oranges, lentils, and black-eyed peas. Okay, so we have five more. Vitamin B12, low levels of this. And when you're getting a blood test, the CBC, which is called a complete blood count, I would recommend you tell your practitioner to check your vitamin B12 and your vitamin D levels because they don't necessarily check them each time they do your annual physical. You want to check your vitamin B12 because low levels are associated with depression, so you will get affected by seasonal affective disorder. You can get B12 from a supplement. You can get it from lean beef, clams, oysters, crab, wild Alaskan salmon, eggs, and even organic cottage cheese. And the seventh tip is vitamin D, which we know is the sunshine vitamin. Your body will produce it if you are exposed to natural sunshine, just 10 minutes a day in natural sunshine will make the difference. But what happens if you live in uh, an environment where there isn't sunshine during a certain time, then I would highly recommend taking a vitamin D supplement. Um, also, you could get D from milk, I personally, it has to be organic, egg yolks, mushrooms, and low mercury fish that have bones in it. So you want to get the vitamin D, and you could also use something called light therapy, which is where you buy, they have them on Amazon, and they just put light in your room um, when you're working so it mimics the sun. Um, the next thing is, and this is always some people like this, is dark chocolate. So this is the eighth food is dark chocolate mm -hmm. because it is high in polyphenols, which is an antioxidant. It helps with serotonin, and it can improve your mood. Now, dark chocolate is very bitter. So what I like to do is now foods has a pure dark chocolate powder, and you could actually use that by making hot cocoa by warming up either organic almond milk or organic coconut milk. And if you want to sweeten it, you could use organic whole leaf stevia or organic monk fruit. And then the ninth one is our turkey. So turkey has um, tryptophan in it, which is an amino acid. Another food that is high in that are bananas, um, and that also has potassium and magnesium because all of these foods are going to help combat the seasonal affective disorder and the mood swings. And this is the second thing where if they don't shoot the messenger, stay away from alcohol. Because a drink or two might help you dispel anxiety or relieve stress for a short while, but alcohol is a depressant, so your mood plummets when it wears off. In addition, though they made liquor stores, essential stores during the pandemic, that was actually very bad for your immune system because alcohol lowers your glutathione levels, which protects your lungs. So anytime you're concerned about respiratory mm -hmm. disease, you never want to have something that's going to lower your glutathione because that's the protection for the lungs. So those are the foods. <laughs> 
Okay, now that, so, that's a list that we can really, I think, all use in one form or another. And I love the fact that now has um, dark, shark, dark chocolate powder because hot chocolate, a clean version, is one of my favorite ways to get through the winter. And I also highly recommend herbal teas, um, lattes, you know, um, I don't. I only do coffee in the morning, but I've recently discovered chicory, which is mm. it's a root, and uh, it's, it tastes a lot like coffee, but it's very high in antioxidants. And sometimes I'll make a latte out of that, and I'll add some mushroom powder and a little stevia, and it's just so grounding and delicious. So there, there are lots of ways to get through the winter with really good foods that will help alleviate, you know, some of these symptoms. 100%. And how you mentioned, like, you have to know what comfort food is good for you that makes you feel good, but also good for your body, as opposed to saying, oh, my comfort food is going to be French fries or potato chips, because ultimately that's not going to help. And if we talk about natural strategies also to not only combat the seasonal affective disorder, these are natural strategies to boost your immune system as well, and they are adding exercise, staying active, because that increases the production of these endorphins that make us feel good. And that's what DDP yogurt is all about. They say just doing 30 minutes of exercise every day can actually produce a significant amount of endorphins to see a reduction in depression. And the most important thing is the frequency and consistency of the exercise rather than the duration or intensity that has the most positive effects to reaping the healing benefits of exercise. So even if you don't feel like it, like I would say, just do it. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, if you can't do 30 minutes, getting outdoors, taking a walk, breathing in the fresh air, and then sticking to a schedule. So I always like to remind people we need to stick to a schedule for sleep, go to bed the same day you woke up, meaning if you wake up anywhere from 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 a.m., go to bed that day and try to make it before 11 p.m. That's making your body get into this rhythm that it understands. And then prepare. The way you prepare your house for the winter, you have to prepare your mindset. You have to prepare about these mood-boosting activities as well as being around um, positive-minded individuals. Maybe you could go take walks together, socialize. Don't be all alone. People had problems with that during the pandemic, but now you could walk outdoors. Um, And then aromatherapy, the use of certain essential oils like lavender, but not lemon, they say, actually helps with the seasonal affective disorder. And I'm a big fan about keeping a journal, not only for food, but also your, um, your thoughts and, and go deeper into what's bothering you. And then if you can't get over seasonal affective disorder, get help. Get help like is in talk therapy, that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great idea. And now in the age of Zoom, you, you sometimes don't have to leave your home. Uh, to get exactly. either a good therapist or a support group. So that is a great idea. But I like what you said about, you know, with the oils, the aromatherapy, I think it's important to engage all of the senses in feeling better. And especially this time of year when our world tends to get smaller, especially if you live in a colder climate. And we had talked about... Um, you know, indoor lighting to, to lift the mood, especially at night when it gets dark. And I've uh, recently switched to battery-operated candles, and that has changed the air quality of mm-hmm. our home tremendously because I, I was, I'm a candle person. And even though I never used scented candles, which I find irritating, um, just even the little votives and, and especially the pillar candles oh, my God, the walls would get black. So one of my friends had these beautiful candles, which I thought were real, and they have 
actual flickering flames, and um, she told me where to buy them. You can get them at Hobby Lobby or Joanne Stabber, and what a difference. And it's just, it's very soothing, and um, I think that's another factor, though, is air quality. You don't want to do anything to make it worse because you're already in this enclosed little, you know, environment all winter. Uh, and the oils are a great idea. The diffusers, you can, you can get an atomizer that moisturizes the air and gives it a pleasant scent. Uh, and sometimes, in addition to the exercise, sometimes I'll just go and find a sunny window and meditate or read or journal because you know, being in the sun makes a huge difference. Even if it's indoor sunshine, it's better than no sunshine at all. Yeah. I, uh, Honestly, that's the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, oh, did you guys have questions? Ask, I was just going to ask, can you guys hear me? Yes. 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 Oh, sorry. I got my systems all screwed up. Um, I was going to ask, uh, Nancy, you mentioned the, the seasonal, uh, you know, the depressions and all this stuff. I remember when I used to fly back to California, back and forth to the east and west coast, I've never been so turned around than the first several times I went back and forth to California. Is there a lot of, like, correlation between, like, um, you know, jet lag and, and the seasonal depression? Because for some reason that time difference, and, and especially when the seasons change and when the starts getting darker, my, my head is thrown for a loop. <laughs> I well, didn't know 100%. If there were similar... Yeah, 100%. I mean, first of all, um, when you travel across time zones, it affects your rhythm, right? So it affects your body has a rhythm. And that's why I always say, go to bed the same day you woke up. Many people will be like, well, I get my second energy at night and then I'm up to one or two in the morning. You've already messed up your internal clock for two days and it usually takes three days to get back. So now imagine you're going through several time zones and your body's also experiencing jet lag and you're getting dehydrated just from the natural air in the airplane. And it can also trigger depressive or manic episodes. So it does affect your adrenal system because it's affecting the, um, the fight or flight mode. So 100% going from west to east or east to west can trigger this feeling. And it is um, a biomedical imbalance. It's not in your head. The change happens in your body. So it definitely is related. That's interesting. I I know that we're kind of jumping here and I apologize, Nancy, but um, I had someone ask about sugar. So is, we're not just talking about refined sugar. We're talking about honey and sweeteners and, like, sweeteners, what we call here is, like, sweet and low. Or we're talking about all those things that mimic sugar, or are we just talking about refined sugar? So even honey, so anything, so we have to look at how everything breaks down. So even when I, this is why I like stevia, because it doesn't affect your blood level at all. And um, when we talk about honey or we talk about agave, that's going to affect you as well. If we're talking about artificial sweeteners like sweet and low or NutraSweet, well, that is, that's glutamate. And that actually excites the nerve cells to death. So that's a um, problem. And then the body, the liver has to get rid of it. And so if we don't have, you know, if we are good with our detoxification, we'll get rid of it. Another one is allulose, which I'm, you know, it's a keto approved sweetener, which is 99% of the time. And I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of like um, 
backlash from giving the truth on this, but I can't help it. I mean, it's made from genetically modified corn 99% of the time. If you go to the website, they'll say, oh, you could find this in kiwis and figs and prunes. Yeah, but the companies are using genetically modified corn, and it's a fermentation process. And it gives people really um, explosive GI issues. So it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So when we look at all of those and sugar alcohols, we, don't, we want right. to avoid them altogether. Okay. That's <laughs> Just awesome. because Thank they're you. going, like think about it, they're also going to affect our immune system. A little hit here, a little hit there. So if we're getting yep. glyphosate and we're getting the um, excitotoxins from the NutraSweet, it's a problem. I always like to recommend whole leaf organic stevia because it also has antimicrobial properties to it, and it does not raise your blood sugar levels. So it's good for diabetics. Okay. No, that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I I think we could do a whole show just on the sleep issue, and maybe we will, um, Nancy, because she's helped me really turn my sleeping habits around. And if anyone else is thinking of doing that, this time of year, this is one of the few advantages um, because we do it just biologically. When it gets dark, we start to slow down and get tired. So this could be a great time to to play around with that because, you know, I notice that now, like, it's 930 where I live, and I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of sleepy. I think I could – it's been dark already for more than two hours you know, yeah. and yeah. there she Nancy's right on target uh, with this whole the the need and the necessity of going to bed, um, uh, you know, before midnight. Because I, for years, I don't know how I did this. I I would go to bed after midnight regularly. I mean, and like way after midnight, and I started to feel more and more sluggish, hungover. Uh, foggy, and, you know, Nancy would tell me, or you know, year after year, you know, you really that you, you could benefit from changing your sleep habits. And I think I just had to get tired enough and feeling dragged enough that I finally did something about it. So I can attend. I've been doing it for, like, almost three months. It's changed my life. It really has. I have more energy and better moods. And I get more done, and then I, I just feel more in sync with nature. You know, that that's about the best way to put it. But, man, these earlier nighttime, um, you know, daylight dwindling, that's a great time to start listening to your body, you know, because if you let it, it will say, hey, let's go to bed. It's dark. Let's just let's call it a day. I, I would highly recommend anyone who's got issues Use the winter to with, your advantage. With the, with the pandemic and, and all that stuff, too, not just the people who, you know, worked at home or were stuck at home or were out of work or out of school, but I think a lot of us have become accustomed to not having as much on our plate uh, during the day when it comes to meetings or taking the kids to school or, or school board or whatever have you. And I think it probably got a lot of us a lot of um, – uh, a little less, you know, uh, routine about sleep and a little less routine and, and structured. Um, and I feel like that might be a problem when things really start to click back to normal uh, on a full-time mm-hmm. basis. I think a lot of us has be- have become uh, uh, undisciplined in our sleep and our eating and stuff. And I think that might have an effect on people, you know, once we start really getting back into a real rhythm. Yeah, 100%. And I would just think about... You know, again, the more mindful you are about what decisions you make and don't make every day, you always want to ask yourself, is this decision, is this behavior, is this habit 
bringing me closer to my goal of reaching total wellness. And so when I mentioned about total wellness is of mind and body, right? Mental health is very important as much as physical health. And, and you're right. So, you, you know, you almost have to look at your life as like, okay, so everyone does well with, okay, if you have to be at school or if you have to be at work, well, then you back it up and say, I got to wake up at this time or anything else. We should just do that every day and say, what do I want to accomplish tomorrow? Pick, you know, like three things I want to accomplish. And how, how much time do I need? So now let's plan that out and block off your time. It's like, okay, is this for cooking? Is this for working? Is this for socializing? Is this for shopping? And make sure that you leave enough time for wellness your sleeping, your exercise, your meditation. And knowing that the impact of chronic sleepiness actually leads to, um, it slows down your thought process. It actually impairs your memory. It also makes learning, it doesn't matter if we're in school or not, we're learning something every day. It makes it more difficult. It also makes us irritated. So um, the slowed reaction time is the biggest danger of sleepiness because, you know, if you're driving or walking or anything, you know, out in world, you're like, even if you're home cooking and if you have this slowed reaction time, you mm-hmm. can hurt yourself. So it's super, super important, but it also impacts our mental health. So a lack of sleep alters our mood significantly increasing irritability and anger, and it may lessen your ability to cope with stress. So it's really, um, it's, I think it's one of the things that we all need. We all know we need sleep, but we don't realize how important it is. And then from a biological and medical standpoint, it's when your body does its house cleaning. You know, it shuts down digestion. This is why you don't want to eat two hours before you go to sleep. You don't want to be on the blue light and all the electronic devices because we don't want to stimulate the brain and excite the cells. So this is when our body needs to recover the muscles and even our mental um, health. And that's why I recommend doing a brain dump before you go to bed. If you're one of these people that wakes up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I have to make this call or I have to do this or you're worrying about something, you know, that's where journaling, you could do this brain dump and say, okay, these are all the things that I did today. These are the things I want to do. This is what I'm upset about. I'm upset about what happened here or there. How could I have handled it different? Get it all out. So when you go to bed, all you let your body do is go through those 90 minutes of the rhythm of your sleep cycle and make sure you're in a comfortable environment. Hopefully you're not working in your bed, and that's what a lot of people were doing during the pandemic. You want to keep the bed sacred just for relaxing. If you need some lavender, you know, if you need to be cooler, um, open a, a window to get a little air if that's what you need but just make it that it's a place where you can truly relax and then get to bed you know if it takes you a while to fall asleep then put that time into your schedule so it's all about preparation and scheduling and you're right um people i think steered away from that and, and you don't want to wait till everything is 100% back to normal because your mental health and physical health are actually taking a hit. Big time. Big time. I can attest to that, Nancy. And it is so true about the blue light. That was another thing that got really out of hand. I would delude myself into thinking, well, you know, if you just – lie there and check your phone and check social media. That's relaxing. (laughs) And it really, it was stimulating me. I mean, number one, just the technology, uh, the the light and what it does to the brain. But then uh, there's a lot of stuff on social media that pushes our buttons. So it was actually doing quite the opposite. So I'm very strict. You know, my, my bedtime isn't always the same, but it's like, Whatever's online or out in the Internet, it'll be there tomorrow. So just put the phone away. And I, I listen to music. That helps me fall asleep. 
but um, I just don't. I, I know it's going to harm me if I pick up that phone and use it in bed. So I've just made a clean break. Real, you yeah, mentioned 100%. something there, Stacey. Uh, real quick, and this is kind of off topic, but I just kind of want to get Nancy's perception on it. So we have all these devices all the time. When I was a kid, I mean, if I stood six inches, six feet from the TV, my mom would yell at me that I'm too close. Or, do you see us having any kind of backlash, like psychologically or mentally or, or just health-wise? In 20 years, are we going to find out that we're all, our brains are all zapped from this technology because so much of it is so untested because we're in the moment? Yeah, so that's the EMF, the electromagnetic field. And the, um, there's actually a book that's the title, instead of F, it's EMS. <laughs> so um, they did have studies that show, you know, you even see uh, newborns, you know, like you see one-year-olds knowing how to play all these devices and touch things. So it's, A, it's very addictive. So it does have effect on our mental health. But our physical health, it does have um, a problem because, you know, we're not made of concrete. We're made of tissue. And we have energy in us. And then we, you know, we think about Einstein, E equals MC squared, right? So now we're putting energy into us that's charged differently than us. So if you keep the phone, like I always use um, the corded headphones. You don't want to put the phone near your ear. And if you've ever held your cell phone near your ear for a while, your face gets hot. You know, it's yep. going to get warm. So if you have it near your hip or wherever you have it, you don't want it near your body. They say when you're going to sleep, you don't want the phone near your head because it has electromagnetic fields, radiation as well. So we do need to step away from it. And then there are, you know, antioxidants that you, so if you, take your antioxidants, you take your vitamin C, you take N-acetylcysteine, which is short for NAC, all of these supplements that help detoxify the body. So again, we have to look at the whole lifestyle. We're getting toxins from alcohol, toxins from food, vaping, tobacco, all these different things. And there's no non-judgmental here, but if we're getting too much of toxins, and then we're also having all of these electronic devices around us, how much can the body handle? So there have been studies that showed for children, because they do absorb more than us, that they can get brain cancer if they keep it to their head all the time. There are these devices um, that you can purchase, handheld devices, to see how much electromagnetic field each device has and I'm like one of my sons is real big on that so we got him that for his birthday we're like wherever we're going he takes it and if you go over the high tension wires the thing goes crazy so it's re forget about a microwave you might as well think the whole place is going to blow up I mean so there are certain <laughs> devices that actually let out more radiation so we do have to uh, protect ourselves and that's why you should limit that and limit what part of the body you put it at as well. That's a great question. You know, that could be a whole topic, quite frankly, that, that safety, yeah. that's a whole topic, electromagnetic yeah. fields and how to protect us from the devices as well as the health conditions that can happen and, you know, how, so electromagnetic fields are the invisible areas of energy often referred to as radiation. So we do have to know um, how to protect ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, in addition to what Mike was talking about, I think there's another issue that goes hand in hand with technology and having so much available to you literally in the palm of your hand. And, and I'm somebody who likes to, I like to have quiet and stillness. But I notice even someone like me, um, especially when I implemented this new routine, I, I had this, there was this feeling like, well, something's missing, you know. I don't have my phone. And I think there's almost an anxiety that can be present when, 
people don't have that thing in their hand or they're not on social media. And unfortunately, I think for a lot of people who maybe grown up with this way of life, it's going to be an acquired taste. But I mean, that, that, that stillness, you know, that most of us are, are just don't get is essential. I think it's essential to our well-being and to, you know, calming down our heart rate and, and, and just letting the mind rest because we're constantly assailed with lights, with words, with images, and yep. it becomes very habit forming. And even if if you could just start and maybe take a few minutes away, step away, uh, it, I think that'd be very beneficial to overall wellness. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had recently um, major surgery, and before I went into the hospital, they had said to me, "Don't bring any technology with you." Like none, no cell phones, no nothing. And you know what? It was probably one of, other than, you know, the surgery and the medication and everything going on, it was probably one of the most difficult things I had to contend with because Mm -hmm. I felt disconnected. Exactly. We're so used to it. And if you go to jury duty, they don't let your phone in. That's another thing. Right. They were like, I will never forget. I was called for jury duty, and they were like, okay, put your phone's in this bag. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, what? All day? I was like, how many weeks? And so now imagine you're getting operated on. You want to be able to let, reach out to your loved ones, and they take it. You know, this is the problem everybody touched upon, and this is such an amazing topic. I think about the, the generation growing up with it. Like you could go, you know, before the pandemic, you would see people eating at a table, and they were both on their phones. I'm like, they're on a date? Yeah. I was like, my God, you know, and during the pandemic, I would walk every night with my sons and we would leave our phones because we didn't want to get interrupted. Like what was so important that you'd have to get a hold of us for the next hour? And it was so refreshing. But you see people walking, you know, even today, I remember walking in the town of Bronxville and I'm like, "What, what, what is that girl doing? I'm like, she's crossing the street while she's looking at her phone. I mean, wow. This doesn't, and this is, you know, this is the new generation. So it's addictive, but it was designed to be addictive because if you're on Facebook or you're on uh, Twitter, that's where you get aggravated. But if you're on Facebook and Instagram or TikTok or anything like that or Pinterest, they're also going to sell you something. They're going to show you ads. You're going to be so sucked Mm -hmm. in. And even if you're on WhatsApp or whatever, WhatsApp, and you're communicating to other people, like this instead of writing a letter, instead of even making a phone call, people will text. So it has changed human communication, and I don't think for the better, because now this is addictive and it's almost impersonal. Um, So I think that that's, you know, that's a great thing. Maybe people can also think, okay, another way to combat even depression, mental health, or even seasonal affective disorder, how to boost your immune system, is try to go unwired for even, if you can't do it for a full day, for a block of time, like the afternoon or the morning. Like how many people wake up and check their phones for text or go onto Facebook before they even brush their teeth, you know? Mm -hmm. So like think about what you're doing and why. Always ask yourself, why? Am I doing this because it's going to better my day or because I'm sucked into the addictive part of this phone? You know, it's yeah. weird to me because, right, we have now all become part of um, the acceptable disconnect of everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that in social media, when it first came out, I think it was a facade in a way where you put pictures up, to, I mean, and you, you'd be really, like, it was a facade. And people were like, oh, I want that life, or I want to be that influencer, or this. But really, how do you know what's behind the scenes? You know, so yeah. I think that we just have to run our own race. And 
Um, and I think that, you know, talking to a person's voice or, you know, if you want to like, do a Zoom, at least you could see a person or get on a phone call because the text is just crazy. Like if people text you and then you're like, I can't keep typing this back and forth or even voice texting. I'm just going to call up. Some people don't even want to talk to you. They just <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Oh, besides, me? And besides the yeah, social ramifications, there, I think there's going to be a lot of, of health and, and just societal changes. They're saying that the birth rates are plummeting. People are going on less dates. They're not physically meeting with people. If they're having any relationships, a lot of them, they never even meet each other before they, in the span of the relationship, which is going to change human behavior. I get really frustrated with it, and, and I I give up social media. If I'm not in the house, I'm not scrolling my phone. It was something that was a learned behavior. And, and I said to Katie, I said, if we end up having kids, and when we end up having kids, I don't want my kid to have access to a phone until they're, you know, oh yeah, late teenagers. And she says, you don't understand. That's how they learn nowadays. Everything they start with is connected to the phone, school, yeah. you know, communication. And to take that away from them is so is a social suicide. So I don't even know how to, like, to introduce a child into behavior that doesn't include a phone nowadays because it's so built into how they do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know several yeah. families that wait till their kids are actually 13 to give them a phone. So there are some people that are still doing it, <laughs> which is really good. Um, but you also want to say, well, what am I going to substitute it with? Am I going to put them in front of the TV? You know, like, or right. what about like the outdoor games that we used to play as kids? Like, why don't we go explore? You know, I see this little kid across the way. He's four years old, and he was coming on the lawn picking up all the red leaves. And I was like, wow, you know, there, you know, no electronics yet, and he's four. I'm like, thank God. Like, can we get mm -hmm. them to the teen years or middle school or something? And some people will give their kids a phone at middle school just to say, you know, at least you have access to me because there's no more telephones anymore, you know, telephone boots. <laughs> so mm -hmm. at least you could say if there was a danger um, or anything like that. And, but then they don't put any apps on because it's the apps that are addictive. If you just use the phone as a device to communicate, then, you know, you could prolong that. But like TikTok and all of those apps, they're tracking everything a child or an adult does. And it's, it's not good. You're part of the um, data they're selling, you know, and that they're selling it to run ads and, and then really to manipulate your behavior. So it's a bigger yeah. problem. This is a very big issue. <laughs> Always remember, this is a very rebellious thing to do nowadays. Connect with paper. Pick up a book or even a, even a newspaper. I mean, there's something comforting because paper is elemental. It's from the earth. It was a tree. And I just, I mean, I, I just feel good when I hold a book and I flip through pages and it's, it's soothing and it's grounding and, and you know, it kind of takes you away. It's real in a very different way than a phone would. Yeah, yeah. it's real. It's tangible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, go to the library. I, it's great. Library. <laughs> out, yes. You know? <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I, I've been really trying to reject, and I've become a little curmudgeonly when it comes to technology. There's nothing more insulting to me than going out to dinner with a group of people and people pulling out their phone, because basically they just left the room in the middle of the conversation. They just took off in the <laughs> middle of the talk. I find it incredibly insulting, but one of the things that really bothered me lately is, you know, I poke around my iPad, I send all my texts or my emails, whatever it have be on my iPad, and I tried to write a long-form letter recently, and my hand got exhausted and tired and cramping, and I'm, it terrified me to think I'm losing the ability to write a long-form letter. So it's something that I, I set a goal to start writing more because I didn't want to lose that ability. Not that you can't write anymore, but, like, I didn't have the stamina, and it's kind of, it's kind of terrifying for me. That's a good point because yeah, everybody's point. quick, quick with the finger, yeah. you know, writing the text and making short, you know, but I, I think that's fantastic because it helps. I mean, think about the kids. I mean, they need to write for grammar for, you know, how does the story go? Like you were just a great storyteller at the beginning of the show. I didn't want it to end. I was like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Where's he going? How do you get there? You know, so you can even write not only letters, but you can write stories. 
There's so much to do. We just have to be creative. And another way to be creative and, you know, back to the sad topic is have family members gather in the kitchen, kids, all ages, and and cook something, like cook a pot of soup. That, That involves many steps. And people will feel accomplished, and they'll feel like they're really part of something special. And it's it's a great time of year to just gather and do a creative activity in the kitchen. And if you, I have lots of soup recipes as well as hot cereal, which is one of my favorite comfort foods. Sometimes I'll have it at night, you know, instead of a dessert. Just Google my name and soup, or my name and hot cereal. And you'll find lots of stuff, and you know, ma- make it a make it a family activity. It's a great way to teach kids. I have a request 100%. for you. I uh, being down in North Carolina, um, I am a huge fan of clam chowder, and I can't find any <laughs> clam chowder in North Carolina. Uh-huh. So, are you, if you or oh, Chef no. Bill have any kind of tips or information for me, or some recipes you want to throw my way, I'm desperate for some good clam chowder. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Actually, Chef Bill came up with two recipes that are dairy-free, well, cow dairy-free. One is uh, no dairy at all, and the other uses goat cheese, soft goat cheese instead of cream, and it's actually really good. So I'd be happy to share those with you. I think they might be online. One's in Clean Comfort, my first book, but, uh, yeah, there are just so many ways to you can have your favorites and you can clean them up too and and you won't feel like you're depriving yourself but definitely you got it i'll get you those clam chowder recipes well i have clean comfort right here within two inches of my reaching distance so i'll have to pull it out of there i got clean comfort and uh, sweet comfort right here oh cool well definitely one clam chowder recipes in clean comfort all right, I'll have to browse you that when we get done with this. And also, if you guys haven't um, picked up that book yet, the holidays are coming up, up real quickly. And I'm all for clean comfort. It's a great cookbook. But if you want to take your holidays to the next level, sweet comfort is the way to go, especially if you want to make it through without having completely just annihilated your, your system. It's an amazing book. And as always, StacyMorris.com. There's so many awesome resources. And we only have a couple minutes left, and I can't believe the time flew by so quickly. Um, so I wanted to say thank you guys, as always, for coming back on. And I say this every time, but it seems like the time goes faster and faster and faster. And, uh, you know, we talked yeah. about a lot of things here, the, the seasonal stuff and also just family and stuff. And, and I, I just want to remind people, like, there's a lot of craziness online. There's a lot of bad just karma and juju and all that stuff going on. But if you're sitting across from people, it's typically pretty civil. And I really want to implore people to get back in touch with people and realize that you like people and we're not always the combative, angry people we are online. We just need to see each other and look into each other's eyes to realize that sometimes. Amen. Thanks for having us. We really, I enjoyed it and it was always great to reconnect with the three of you. Oh, so, as always. And Nancy, of course, go head over to nancyverde.com. Also, the Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. She's on all the socials. Um, and I really, uh, this time of year, especially coming from the pandemic and overcoming all of this, we've all, so many of us have had struggles, whether it be diet, physical health, or whatnot. And there's no better time to try to reel things in and make 2021 uh, uh, history and look forward to 2022 and all pull ourselves back together. So I uh, I implore you all to go uh, check that out, nancygilbert.com, stacymorris.com. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Mm-hmm. Have a great winter, everyone. We'll see you next year. Oh. You too, you too. And, of course, we always wrap things up here. Uh, Crystal, we got a, a quote yeah. of the week. We're going to fire us off into next week, and, and let's do this. Or not next week. I'm going to be yeah. on next week. Well, uh, um, I don't know why my phone is. So this week's quote, remember, it's not what you broadcast to everyone else that determines the trajectory of your life. It's what you whisper to yourself behind closed doors that has the greatest power and influence. 
Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So true. But you guys don't want to hear my inner monologue. Trust me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Uh, we're off next week. I'm heading up north to go meet my niece for the first time. My baby brother just had a little girl. Yay! So I'm going to be gone next week, but we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of DDP Radio Live. Crystal, thank you. Nancy, Stacy. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, And remember, on your life, nancyberti.com, stacymorris.com. Head over there. We'll see you guys soon. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond Cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.